And we are all heroes. We are literally writing history right now. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you are the underdog. And those that failed and accepted failure should remember their own words and push forward relentlessly because that is what is our heritage and our history as Americans. Our nation was founded on rebels that wish to govern themselves, that wish to be free, that wished nothing more than to exercise their inalienable rights. Now, um, yesterday, I was extremely irate and frustrated because it was in the spring and in the summer and even in the fall and right after the elections. And I had provided evidence and that evidence even found itself to another journalist's hands via another source. And God bless that patriot that was able to bring it forward. And we provided everyone that surrounded the president, the generals, lawyers, the staffers, everybody and their mother, we gave them the plan that the Democrats had. We gave them the plan that the shadow government run by corporations, as you saw also, how did Hitler come to rise? He joined the labor unions. So today, I'm going to start you off with a trip down memory lane to a show I did last year in November. What they were using with the mitigation. Last year in November. And I'm going to play it for you. And I want you to watch it. Because many of you read that um, Times article. Right? Many of you did. The one where they tried to say the fact that they planned to meddle in our elections was because they wanted to save us. When in November, if people had sucked up their pride and ate up their titles and tiaras, we would not be here right now having this conversation. But though I express my frustration, I do understand that it had to be this way. Because even those with the greatest of intentions forget that they're only human. They forget that they are only human and therefore they succumb to those uh, earthly wants and needs of praise or that they were right or that they know better. Can't be that they didn't know this. Can't be we're the ones that know everything. No, you don't. There are so many things in this world that very few people understand. That Time article oh, makes you sad. Well, you're going to be very disappointed in all those you invested time in, in all those that had the platform to discuss this, but they didn't. Because, you know, they're in control 
They know. They're telling you that people, this already happened and this person's already in jail. Well, I'm a time traveler. And I didn't come here at this time because it was already done. It's because we're still doing. And until people understand that past proves future means that everything that we've been discussing for three years hasn't happened yet. Sometimes, obviously, I give it a three-week move, maybe a day or two, kind of like Chucky, kind of like Pandora's box, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, so that way people can see better. Or people, unfortunately, always walk in sight and not in faith. Rather than listen to their gut, they believe in what they see. I want to see a miracle. I want to see fancy graphics. But yet, still the quality that humans have is that reasoning. <laughs> yet, for whatever reason, you know, I see people that are completely out of the loop, completely lying, that have massive, massive listenership. Massive. People that have demonstrated their lack of knowledge, like I said, they decode the OG all the time when you guys can hear the OG yourself. So here is what I put together for you guys on November 10th. Throughout the whole thing, this is a snippet that you saw. So as you could see, these people have been planning this stuff for a while. It's not like something new, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go there and get, you know, a couple of knee pads and stuff. No, man, these people are for real. So this document was actually used by federal employees and governors uh, to, uh, alike. I mean, this is crazy. So I'm going to like zoom in as far as I can. Um, so hopefully you guys can see it uh, better. Um, let me see. Gosh darn it. You know what? I need another screen. Seriously, like another computer screen. All right. So here we go. Um, why did I do that to myself? All right. So here it is. The focus of the entire AFL-CIO. So the AFL-CIO encompasses a bunch of uh, unions, which includes firemen, teachers, municipal employees, federal employees, police. Uh, maybe this is why they stand down, right? Um, uh, actors, Writers Guild, SAG. So all those unions belong to this. So now you can see their motivation to do stuff, right? So election is not one election, but 50 state elections. I'm going to use like my really sun, you know, sunflowery, commie voice. Must be defended state by state. <laughs> one slide for really, really emphasis. The election defense is built around SS and CLCs. Ooh, Florida 2000 taught us post-election battles are not legal battles. They are political battles. Mm -hmm. Mobilization, communication, and legal teams will be critical. Five phases. Now, here's where their plan is. From now through election day. And I want you to understand that this also was distributed on the 16th of um, September to groups. So this is actually dated as um, September 16th. Wait, and I'm going to tell you something. So something that I haven't revealed much, except to those that matter. 
there was a version of this document that I had in my possession in April that tied it into control of virus. I sent that to the Department of Justice. I sent it to the White House. I sent it to everybody and their mother that had direct or short indirect access to the president. I had already told them, here it is, take it. I don't want it because it could be considered as theft. It was leaked to me, take it. And I sent it to all. Now, this came around again when uh, we had my counterpart that was sitting in the Zoom calls. Do you know how frustrated the counterpart is who sat there through years of watching leftists slitting wrists listening to them? They had planned all of this. Remember how I kept saying, stop trying to fight the election fraud. You're not going to win. How many times did I say that? Hence, this was part two of November 10th show. That was before I left for D.C. And the reason that I left for D.C. and I up and left and then you know, was, was raped for money by the cat hotel for 10 days and just up and left with my daughter. You know, when my room was raided, my computer was hacked. Why did I go down there? Because I was telling everybody. Yeah. And I, and I have that right. You know, a lot of people will be like, well, this person is decorated. They're, you know, uh, you know, four or five, six, hundred stars. Uh, this person is a lawyer that has won all these cases. It doesn't matter. They're still human. And they still miss something. And it's gone. But... Here is where you see how I have been telling you for months and months and months and months. And the president, I believed with his rhetoric, had access to this document. Hmm? Well, we did. And that's what matters because we're here to make sure that everyone is safe. And the only way to do so is by making sure we show you that you're the actual heroes. You are the actual plan. You must bind together and take it, just like it was done before. So here's where I walk you through their plan. And now when you see it in retrospect, you're like, damn, damn, Tori, you were talking about the damn. Didn't Millie talk about this? Damn. But no one listened. Yet you guys still follow other people because I see that shit posted in my channel. And I'm like, why are you even listening to me if you think any of them have any ounce of credibility? Because they had their big platforms. They had the opportunity to warn the world because with great platforms comes great responsibility. You have the responsibility to those that watch you. And this sucks, right? This is why I say, why would anyone want to be famous? So it tells you why they want to be famous. It's not about helping you. It's about helping themselves. You must understand that. And the only power they get is when you make them a god. I mean, there's people that are pushing false narratives and they have channels with 200,000 people following them. And I'm thinking, this is insane. Look at all your people, your decoders, your people of justice that tell you that they're in the know when they're not. Look how many of them you're listening to and subscribing to. <laughs> Yet, this information was out there. They saw it. You know they did. Why didn't they tell you? So here 
is where you ask them that question. So their first phase is uh, from the day that they're talking about it to election day. Then the next phase is election night through the first Saturday. And then the first Saturday through December 8th, which is Safe Harbor Day. And then from December 9th, which is the day after Safe Harbor Day, up until January 6th. And then January 7th through Inauguration Day. So they have plans and contingencies for each and every one of these things. Wow. What? So now through election day, break shit. That was basically it. Phase two, election night through Saturday, break more shit. What to expect November 3rd and 4th? Trump will claim victory based on early leads. Wait, wait, this is, let me get my highlighter out. He will have victory. Oh, does it not highlight? Are you kidding? Nothing wants to work for me today. Whatever. So claim victory based on early leads. Call for no votes to be counted after election day. They knew he was going to do that. Either claim widespread fraud or focus on urban Democratic strongholds if he is close enough in their state, especially Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, almost like they knew. Encourage his supporters to watch election administrators counting ballots. Watch. So what the Trump campaign and his supporters may do. Intimidation at counting locations and elsewhere. Lawsuits. Exploiting legal rules to create frivolous delays to the counting process. This will intensify as ballots counted after election day will favor Biden. How the fuck do they know? So, okay, right. So you're sure that Biden's going to win, but it's going to be after election day. They're all going to favor Biden. Mail-in provisional. Did you see that? I mean, uh, come on, guys. Are they all psychic? Do they all have like a looking glass? Are they all time travelers? Tell me how they knew that after election day, all the mail-in and provisional ballots are going to favor Biden. Can someone tell me? Hmm? How did they know? Oh, that's right. Because they rigged the fucking election. That's how they know. So let me like change the page and put it on another window because it's really annoying me. Because I can't. Is that the window? Yes, it is. Perfect. All right. So here we go. So they already knew. Let's just let's just give this to them. Let's pretend it was a good guess. Okay. Let's just be totally <laughs> sorry. I try to say it with a straight face, but I really couldn't. So um, so these people uh you know, plan the fraud, plan the steal, right? So I, I, like I said, let's just pretend we're going to give it to them. Let me like zoom in, super zoom in so you guys can see it. Hold on. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> this will intensify. Can you picture them with the he, she? Okay, guys. So a lot of you are asking, well, why didn't anyone listen? This is where you can go to all of those that you pay to Patreon, your subscribe stars, your telegram, your Twitter, and ask them, why the fuck didn't you report this? This was well-documented. Look at this Times, doc, this Times article praising them for stealing the elections. Instead, you sit there and say, don't listen to Millie. Don't listen to Tori. Don't listen to Joe. Don't listen to me because I'm in the know. Obviously, they're fucking not. Hopefully, this is... Enough proof for those of you that need to see miracles with your eyes, rather with your gut, to understand who is really looking after you and the nation, and who is really reporting what you need to know, who is really giving you accurate information.
It's apparent now, isn't it? It's apparent now, isn't it? Three years of a track record isn't apparent enough. And even to those that I had brought this to, and Millie went above and beyond to get people from the AFL-CIO on the record. And nobody touched it. Nobody did. Because, you know, their influencers said, Millie got arrested. Yeah, she was rolled up for publishing the truth. They knew what was coming. See, if I can travel, they can. They went after her because what Patrick and I released in Shadowgate damaged everything. This document was Shadowgate on paper. <laughs> and people don't get it. I dislike causing disruptions in access to information. I dislike calling people out because I like them to pull their pants down. So I'm showing you how far down their pants are. Can you see the butt crack? You definitely see the whole thing now. This is where you can see who is really in the know and who is not. This is from November. And not only that, we discussed this in the spring and in the summer. Millie was showing her Zoom calls and no one cared. Weeks later, they picked it up and were focusing on some idiot named Lisa Fithian. Do you know why? Because as long as there's turmoil, as long as there's a need for hopium. Now watch this as you start to pull your hair out as it progresses. Because now you see how we did have their plan, how we did put it out. And unfortunately, people that you entrusted to inform you of it, people that you entrusted to support your president and help him failed because they wanted the personal glory. Remember what we said about not liking other people, how we develop as people, how when we meet someone, we either like them or hate them, right? Usually the person you dislike is the one that shows you who you are not, but can be. It's kind of like almost an instant jealousy, right? I'd like to be like, you know, American nurse. I'd like to be uh, standing up tall. I want to have her hair. I can have her hair. I can have her body, her bag, her success, her voice. So I don't like her. Sorry, American nurse. I just saw you fly by my, my, my chat feed and I picked on you. But I'm just saying, this is natural. It's a natural instinct. And as long as we acknowledge we have that natural instinct, we can control that. So it doesn't turn into Trump derangement syndrome or TDS in general. What you don't understand or what you can't conceive doesn't mean it's not true. I mean, damn, I got to be some really good internet researcher and guesser to be on point for so many years. It, you know, pronouns. All right. So I'm a they. So this will intensify as ballots counted after election day will favor Biden. By the way, I just wanted to say Biden is self-proclaiming himself president-elect. Kevin Sorbo was on to something. I mean, if he's president-elect, so the fuck am I. So I want my transition team somewhere. Because apparently, you know how you could declare your, you know, a kid, your sex, uh, you would just declare it, right? 
you don't have to have proof. You know, you could declare that you're a kid, you know, but for some reason you can't declare you're over 65 to start collecting social security. So that's dumb. Uh, so now we can all self declare that we're president elect. I mean, we should all just start tweeting out. I'm president elect too. I identify as president elect. That would be hilarious if we would be able to dominate social media with I'm president. I identify as president elect. That would, that would, that would be like, you know, what? I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm super having fun with this one. Sorry. Um, yeah, I kind of sometimes think I'm I'm a little bit of a funny fucker sometimes. All right, let's go. All right, so here we go. Strategic considerations. Trump's vote relative to Biden's will never be better than it will be at 10.59 when the polls close on the West Coast. Results after that will favor Biden. Whoa, red flag. This is another time that they know that after polls are closed, that it's going to favor Biden. Wait, it gets better. As the majority of the ballots remaining will be counted, will be mail and provisional. Wait a minute. Okay, that's three. Okay, stop. Now, either they have a looking glass or, <laughs> or they fix this election. This will fuel Trump's claim fraud and will enrage his followers. Okay, so we're not followers. We don't follow anyone because we govern our own selves, right? So we govern ourselves. We just elected him to be our voice. So we're not followers. I take offense to that. Next point. Recent court rulings that allow ballots received after November 3rd, if they're postmarked ahead of the election, will be another target of fraud claims. Meaning, better cover your ass when you backdate those because they're going to be looking at that stuff. That's what it's saying, basically. Next. Hey, so because I'm feeling really, 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 really bitchy. Steve M on DLive says the video shows nothing we don't already know. Yeah, Steve, if you were watching in November, if you were listening in the spring, you'd know that we knew their plan from before. Time to start calling trolls out, right? Time to do it. Because here's what's up. They already told you what their plan was. We had it straight out, written out. They wrote it out. This is all code. They had gotten into the labor unions. What did the Nazis do? They merged, you saw that yesterday, with the labor unions. It was the labor unions that deployed this, postal workers. The union of, for the postal workers is part of the AFL-CIO. So what I am trying to focus on right now, you guys, is to show you how, you, how every single person failed you for their own benefit. <laughs> Some of them may have just been stupid. But most of them had egos the size of God knows what. Millie Weaver, she's Infowars. Shut up. She's dumb. She's only blonde with boobs. No, she's actually a reporter, an actual journalist that did the work of every single journalist on this planet. You should shame them and call them out, not just your representatives, which also had a copy of this, by the way. Because we did get it to Jim Jordan's hands. So you should ask him, Jim Jordan, you knew this while President Trump was in office. Why weren't these clowns arrested for organizing a coup? Well, it doesn't matter because we're going to use it now. See, the beauty of it is that you put it on the record early in the public ether. Therefore, they can't say, 
oh, we didn't know. It wasn't out there. Well, we have paper trail, emails, phone calls, podcasts, radio casts, you name it. So yes, we did know. And there was an alternate investigation by an alternate unit of people, right, Ratcliffe? So uh, what people need to understand right now, especially right now, is that you have the power to run your country, but you also have the power to rid yourself of noise and junk for the brain. Junk for the brain by people that wish to just milk you. That's it. That's basically it. Wait till you see. So you're, wait, I explained this to you. And this is November when you didn't even know the rest of the stuff that was coming. Wait till you see their other phases. So you could just understand how much you've been duped and how much trust you put in people that made a mistake. They made a mistake. And see, this is where I align with Bergie. Gosh, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. Patrick, if you're listening to this, geez, I feel your pain. Because he doesn't give a crap. He's throwing people under the bus like nobody's business. Nobody's business. Nobody's business. It's point. Unless the election is extraordinarily close in the tipping point state. Oh, you mean like Pennsylvania? Okay. We should know the voters' choice by Saturday, even though not all the ballots will have been counted. Oh, okay. So they already knew that all the ballots are not going to be counted by Saturday. I mean, damn. Damn. Who, who wrote this? Nostradamus? I'm just saying. So then they go on to say, Arizona, Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan are most likely to be hotspots. Damn. I, you know what? I have to hand it to them. Super time travelers. They knew all of this stuff. All of it. Totally, totally coincidental. Let's just stop, okay? If you're thinking that they fixed this election with, with all this evidence here where they talked about it for months ago, you're right. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin will have Democrat governors, aggressively anti-Democrat legislators, and little or no experience with this much male voting. Florida will be key to be counted first. Oh, no shit. Florida was counted first. Get that. So we go to phase three, right? Phase three. After the Saturday that they were supposed to bust shit up in D.C., but most of those people you saw on camera just a little while ago and on all the other videos in that link, which is at the website Millie Weaver put together called sunriseexposed.com. Well, all those people are in little hot boxes. Some of them arrested. And actually, some of them that were on those films were responsible for stabbing Bev. <laughs> and we kind of got them caught because they were talking about it too. So let's go to phase three. So after Saturday, which they assumed that they would have like torched Washington, D.C., taken siege over the White House, but you know, their leaders got and stuff. So <laughs> sorry. But until from then until Safe Harbor Day, which is December 8th, uh, they have other plans, strategic considerations, Safe Harbor Day. The Constitution provides that governors have until December 8th, Safe Harbor Day, to appoint the electors based on their certified results of the election. So, history lesson. Great. At least, you know, they know what Safe Harbor Day is. I don't think a lot of Republicans know what Safe Harbor Day is, yet all these commies do. So, next. 
The Electoral Count Act provides that a state's choice of electors will be conclusive if two things are true. One, the electors are decided by a process set in state law by November 3rd, certification by governor, except in Arizona, where the Secretary of State does it. And two, the state process delivers a result by December 8th, Safe Harbor Day. All right. So, gosh, I actually feel like a commie when I talk like that. Um, so they're telling you this is what you know the facts are. Here's a little history lesson. This is why it's important now. Hmm. Article 2 of the Constitution provides that each state's elector shall be appointed in such a manner as the legislator thereof may direct. Okay. So the Constitution says, says that the state electors are appointed in whatever this local state legislator says, right? The Your local Senate and House. This is why I said it's important that if you have stupid clowns in your local House and Senate, those are the easiest ones to boot. The easiest ones to boot. Like, boot them. Boot them. If they're not your voice and they're sitting there acting like pompous idiots, get rid of them. Period. Period. Just get rid of them. Next. Since the 19th century, that manner has been direct elections. So they pick them based on whatever the election is. If the results are not certified by December 8th, then the state legislature decides on a slate of electors. So basically, if, they, if the governor hasn't picked them, right? The way the law in whatever state is, if he hasn't picked them by safe harbor day, then the legislators, your Congress, your, your house, uh, your local house, right? And Senate is going to decide who's going to be it. So you might be a red state, but you might have dominant Democrats or rhinos and those fuckers can pick Democrats. So there's number one. Next. Although it has never been attempted in American history, Trump supporters have argued that Republican state legislators could appoint Trump electors by declaring that the certified results were poisoned by widespread fraud and use three USC2 to appoint a different slate of electors. So, ergo, going back to what I was telling you about a Democrat, you know, legislator, legislature here, they're saying, damn, if you're in a Democrat state and you've got dominant Republicans in your house and Senate locally, you know, they can like pick their own. So then you're screwed. So even though you're a Democrat state, you might actually give your electoral votes to Trump. And that sucks. So next, Biden wins in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, and Arizona could be threatened either way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me this was written on the 16th of September, right? And they said that he won Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, Arizona. I mean, all the states that are being contested are the problem. Wait, stop the press. What's going on here? Like, come on, I need to see these comments so I can get away from this reading. What do you guys think is happening here? Do you think it's like just really good guesses? Do you think they knew they were going to win that? What do you think? Or, do you know, do they have like a team of psychics working on this? What do you guys think? Oh, so yeah, see, consensus says major fuckery slash fraud. Great. That is exactly it. 
Super fraud. Super fraud. So they already planned. Guys, remember, governors yesterday were looking at this, and I'll show you the point that they were discussing. And I was like, my jaw dropped. It takes a lot to drop my jaw. It's just that I was shocked to hear a Republican senator being spoken to, and it was few. You know what, Thune? He didn't even want to be near the president during the whole, you know, Mount Rushmore thing. Like he was leaving. He was just there so people see him and then he wanted to bounce. And it was like, yo, like the president's here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, fuck him. And you can quote me on that. And I dare anyone to challenge that. Challenge it. So next. Some states have earlier state certification deadlines that Trump could attempt to exploit. Oh, you mean um, maybe North Dakota? Because like I said, they're going to be important. They already have criminal referrals, filings of criminal activity, and they're supposed to file in the secretary of state which I'm pretty sure he didn't put out the statement because he can't even see in front of himself or walk because he's like a super dinosaur. Like, you know, brontosaurus, been expired, dug up and put in a museum dinosaur. Um, and he's been in office for like 30 years. So um, he put out a statement saying, we're going to have it done. When we're going to convene, he said, at 1.30 on the 13th of November. So we're doing it on Friday 13th. Black cats and all and under the ladders and salt over the shoulder. Let's do this. So then next, they say, governors cannot veto actions by state legislatures, but they are subject to judicial review by both state and federal courts. What does that tell you? This is a discussion they had. So what if the state has a Democrat governor and then the state legislature uh appoints Republican you know, uh, electors. Like, what are we going to do? Well, the governor can't veto it, but what he can do is put it to the courts. And they're like, yep, you know, we got some judges. That was the response, as you could hear. We got judges. And it's like, yeah, bitches, I know you got some judges. Because the judicial branch is the most corrupt one. I know they're like, oh, well, the executive branch, according to Obama, the most corrupt. Fuck that. You could get rid of him. You could get rid of the, the House and the Senate because you still have the power to vote them the heck out. And why do you have that power? Because your court system's in place. But if your court system's screwed, you're totally screwed. Hence, hence, why my concerns of these FISA warrants being tipped off by a certain Supreme Court justice that might have had a sudden fall in May because he got caught. So next, next. The current Supreme Court is likely to take a broad view of state legislative power and its content. <laughs> Man, the more I make the voice, the more calm I feel. Phase four. So the day after Safe Harbor Day. What kind of things do we expect and what can we do? So the rules. The Electoral College meets formally on December 14th. If the state legislature takes action, there could be two Electoral College meetings that day in the state. So I'm going to stop it one second. So remember, this is from November 10th, okay? And I'm looking at the messages as this is playing and everyone is constantly asking for more and more. Like, oh, can you still verify this? Can you verify that? Shut up, okay? I'm going to be really mean today and I'm going to say shut up to anyone doing that. Go and watch and listen to all the other people. Because right now I'm showing you that I had their plan. I had their whole manifesto, right? Everything. And those people that you think are telling the truth didn't even tell you about it. 
So now you can either sit down and see that only a couple months ago, I told you because you're responsible for the state of our nation. You are. You vote. You're the consumer. You feed into the mainstream media. The blue check marks, right? You do. You fund them just like you guys fund me. Every time you subscribe to me on Twitch or you subscribe to me on Subscribestar, you let me keep doing this. And what I've been doing is delivering to you all the knowledge you need to hold all those people in office accountable. So if you're going to sit here and ask for more evidence when nobody has given you any shred of evidence that you go look at, sayonara. Because right now, I'm speaking to my fellow Americans to show them how we are winning. Because here's the thing. They're going to regret this. They're going to regret this. And this is why it had to be done this way. Yet, yet, I can say that I am one impatient woman. So impatient. And there are many things that he moves me to get things done. And I don't understand why, but he does. Remember, we played the Rico Suave. I think even in this episode, I tell you, lots of people are going to jail. If you certify elections that you knowingly and willingly signed, knowing that they were false, knowing that they were fraudulent, you're fucked. And they're all going to be rounded up. So for anyone asking, oh, well, give me, uh, give me show me proof. Dude, I'm not an oracle. I'm a time traveler. I'm stating facts. I've been saying for the past three years, the past will prove the future. Here's the past proving the future. So you can either sit and enjoy that, hey, we're actually in control. This is an indication of that. And anyone saying anything else is obviously not in the know why they're not time travelers. So it's not really fair for me to gloat because I already know. Mm -hmm. But I'm still frustrated, still frustrated because I still do have that humanly quality of being frustrated. Um, kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't get frustrated. This frustrates me the most. Like all I did was rant last night to a couple of people texting, complaining constantly. Oh my God, I went down there. My, I went down there and they were pushing their titles and tiaras. People were fighting to get money to investigate fraud. And I was like, why are you investigating fraud? That's exactly what they want you to do. It's in their freaking manifesto. They have been planning this for years. Why are you investigating the fraud? Leave the fraud alone and stick to the facts. But, but, but we know better. Who are you? Oh, you're in litigation with the attorney general. He says you were fined 25,000. No, I wasn't. It was default. You're a damn lawyer and a really good one. Have you pulled my fucking case? No, you haven't. So step aside. Because I've been dealing with legal fare, lawfare, whatever you want to call it, what the big boys use against people to get them in their place. And that's exactly the weapon that I use. See, in our cash as American citizens, our weapons are the laws that are still on the books. And boy, you have to choose that weapon fairly. You're not going to take a flamethrower, right, to fight the sun. You're going to take water. You're not going to take a spear to jab a little cockroach. You're going to take a little knife or a poker, right? You got to pick your weapons correctly and at the right time, you know. But, you know, people, humans in general have a problem 
Um, and we're all victim of it. I am too. It's called the ego. And because, you know, we have all these titles and tiaras, we have all this fame and people follow and do, dude, it means nothing. You're not going to take that to your grave and you will not be immortalized in history when you fuck up. So it's best to swallow it and speak to the citizens. See, all of this information came out from citizens, from average Joes and Janes that wanted to take control of their nation. And you can't even fathom how incredibly excited I am. And I know a lot of you are too, when we sit down and we have conversations about this. So again, rather than focus on the other news, which we'll get to because you guys are all excited about seeing the voter fraud that nobody cares about because it's not going to have any standing. You don't have any standing to bring it. So you got to fight it another way, no matter how apparent it was, because they were telling you this was actually published by the federal employees, which is considered a federal coup, which is treason in September. They have this document since 2019. It first popped up on my radar in the spring of 2020, and I sent it to the White House. The question that President Trump should ask is, hey, Cipollone, did Tory send you this and you sat on it? That's what he should ask. Hey, Meadows, didn't Tory communicate with you? Hey, Newt, didn't Tory text you and tell you about this shit? That's what he needs to do. <laughs> because they're all part of it. What are they going to say? Well, I didn't know who she was, so I dismissed. Did you read the document? Did you not see its validity that it was coming straight from the AFL-CIO where the head sits in an office with a big sickle flag in the back, a communist flag? No, no, you didn't? Oh, so you didn't even look at it because it wasn't from a title in Tiara? It would be too big for you to fathom that some average Joe that nobody knows where Avajane that nobody knows was sitting in on Zoom calls with all these federal employees. You couldn't fathom that idea. That's impossible that it can happen. So just dismiss it. So as we gear up for what's coming now, you need to understand exactly how this is coming to be. So remember this was done this show was done on the 10th of November. We discussed it, obviously, before that. We discussed it in September, in I think it was July or June, and then again uh, at the end of March, the beginning of April. So I have been laying out and seeding and sowing for a while. So I'm not salty. I'm actually very frustrated that I have people on here asking, oh, show me proof this. You need to sit down and listen to three years of episodes. But if you'd like the crash course, here it is. And this is where you can see everything that was said in November, before I left for D.C., everything that was said has come to fruition. Everything. <laughs> I could totally picture some commie granola munger totally saying that. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just... I'm just so pissed because they have a plan. They even have solutions and they have backup plans to backup plans. This is what you're seeing. Okay. So the electoral, okay. The new, okay. So basically here, what they're saying is that's the date that the electoral college finally meets. Now I did tell you December 12th was key. I did tell you that. So remember that just like I told you November 9th, <laughs> you saw that. So that's key. 
So they could say that, you know, they could have like two meetings to discuss next. The new Congress convenes a joint session on January 6, 2021. Well, you know, that's a bit weird. So let me tell you why I think it's a bit weird. So they're just assuming that the Senate and House votes are just going to be fine and we're only contesting the presidential ones. Okay. Okay. So they're just assuming that. Because I didn't see Rashida Tlaib get any votes yet. I don't know if she did already or not. But her, her district was a hung zero. So I don't know. So that's one. So they're talking about the new Congress now. Pay attention here. This is, this is where you need to have all, all these flags are going to go off as you listen to the next few portions. In that session, the electoral votes are accepted and counted. Here, the potentially precarious scenario. These are the scenarios we want because there's remedies to this. I'm just, I'm just transliterating for you. If the count is tied 269 to 269, the House decides, but with each state casting just one vote. Today, that would mean a 26 to 24 Trump win. So they believe, wait, listen to this. Listen to this carefully. You've seen the damn map of how we vote. Tell me, how many states are actually blue? It's way less than 24. So who are the corrupt people they know? will vote for them. That's question number one you should ask yourself. That is question number one you should ask yourself. Who is it, what state is it that, what states, I had to put this at the end, are actually blue because they know it. They're pretty spot on so far. So we got to take them, you know, it's face value what they're saying here, you guys. <laughs> this is face value shit. So uh, obviously, like North Dakota, like Ohio, got the wine, right? So um, uh, the, the, these are these are real, real, real issues. Okay, these are their predictions. So they already know that they got twenty four states in the bag. You just need to ask yourself, damn. So which one is going to screw me over on the electors? Probably one of those twenty four. So. Next one says, if neither candidate has 270 electoral votes because the state doesn't send a slate, two are sent and neither is accepted. Or another cause, it is ambiguous whether the candidate with the majority wins or if it's sent to the House, in which case would be decided as above. So they're like, okay, so if nobody has 270 electoral votes because the state decides, well, I'm not sending any electoral vote things. I'm just not participating. <laughs> Can you all guess what state that's going to be? You got to think, right? That's what's up. Two are sent, like sent, and they're not accepted. Or they say that if it's, we don't know if the candidate with the majority wins or not, then the House decides, like they previously said, where the states would have one vote. You see, they already know how to mitigate one way or another, and they want it to go the way they know to remedy. They know everything. So here's January 7th, you know, the day after the new Congress through Inauguration Day contingencies. If Congress approves of Biden's election, because Congress is going to approve it, most believe that both the Supreme Court and the military would resist any efforts to overrule that judgment. Wait a minute. Again, as you can see, this was played on the Tory Says channel on the 10th of November 2020. I'm replaying my voice. I'm listening it to you. I'm listening to this with you.
with you. They had it all planned. And the Times article about the secret bipartisan, bipartisan, pay attention to the word, shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election, said that their plan was why Biden was elected, and they supposedly saved America. And that the architect was the AFL-CIO. The AFL-CIO that supports Black Lives Matter. That right in front of the White House, Black Lives Matter Plaza, is where their freaking headquarters is in D.C. Yeah, they usurped our nation. What are you going to do about it? They already knew it. And everyone was complacent, complicit. They loved it. They were in on it. So were the people that you follow. So was your media. And there were a lot of people that actually thought that they had a plan. But guess what? They knew your plan. So there was no plan. Remember what I said about the best operations being done by having multiple groups going at the same goal, like trying to get the diamond, but each group didn't know that there was another group doing the same thing. Now, from day one, I've always said that you are the plan and that many of us here that have been watching have been nudging as much as we can. You are the plan. And anyone else that thought they had a plan, that maybe had a plan, that was trying to get a plan, right? Obviously, it was going for the same diamond, for the same prize. So they were not aware. You've got multiple teams of people. You can succeed better, especially when they don't know that there are other people working, except if they unmask themselves and say, hey, by the way, that's what's up. And that's usually not advised because your enemy isn't one person. Your enemy isn't just Congress or the Senate or those that you elected or the media or the, the, the entertainment industry. Your enemy is almost everyone but you. And I say this on a global scale. It's the global media the global corporations that you depend on to eat, drink, buy things from, search the internet, broadcast, make phone calls, everything and everyone you are ultimately dependent on is against you. So obviously, no one is going to come out and say, I'm fighting, I'm this, I'm that. No one is. So you have always been the plan. The people are the only ones that can fix this. Not some hero that comes in on, you know, a big ass white horse with piercing blue eyes and a, not a unicorn. They're not going to come in on a chariot. You are the damn heroes in this story. And hopefully by understanding that there is indeed there are indeed ways for you to see what's to come. That way you can remedy it. You can seize it and take hold. That's the only way you move forward. By shedding your title, your tiara, and being humble in knowing that you are just a mere citizen that's just been tasked to do their job. And that's take control of their nation.
This is going to get you really upset now. Watch this. Most believe that both the Supreme Court and the military would resist efforts to overrule it. So what they're saying is they know that the Supreme Court and the military is going to stand down if Congress approves it. Did you hear that correctly? They haven't been wrong yet. They've been pretty spot on. You heard that, right? Am I reading it wrong? Let me just check the chat rooms out. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Military coup. There you go. See ya, Jesper. So what if Jesper um, had this document? I'm just saying. And it was before Amy Comey Barrett, but still. Still, you can never trust anyone. Still. So now the next one is, if Congress deadlocks, the Constitution would make the House Speaker president at 1 o'clock January 20th, 2021, when Trump terms expires per the Constitution. So let's just think about it for a second. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, put just like two minutes of music and I want you to look at that slide and think about it and the words that I told you. music got you pumped <laughs> let me tell you let me just let me just skip to the end okay guys i'm just skipping to the end right now and my cat just meowed it too the end god wins so if obviously we've had this and we have them on video and you see that there's an active silencing from your media you know what i want you to pay attention to look at who your right wing and your left-wing pundits and media are pushing for Speaker of the House because it's definitely not Pelosi. So just pay attention because if that whack job goes in, 
whatever. But it's not going to happen. So you're going to, you have to let the enemy think you're weak. And this is what we've been doing. We've been letting them think that we're weak. That's, that's it. That's, that's all we have to think about, that they believe that we are weak. Now, here's the goals that they believe that Trump will be messaging out and how they want to con- counter it. Now I'm going to teach you commie speak. Set the stage for rejecting the results. Mail ballots are, are Democrats frauds. Million of illegal voters. Um, Yeah, because we knew that. We've been saying that. Barr said that. Everybody and their mother has said that. But okay, that's setting the stage. Next. Depressed turnout. Your vote might not count. Your vote might not matter. Divert attention away from his record. His record, by the way, let me just stop the recording, is impeccable. Only president that hasn't started a war actually stopped and tried to withdraw troops. But can you see that all of his advisors and all of his close friends and people that believed that they were on the right side of history fucked him over by doing exactly what they planned? Because guess what? They were planning this. So they already had the rhetoric ready, the news reports ready to counter it. But hey, President Trump, that's what's up. Because this is how you are able to see who's loyal and who's not. And who was loyal to you, but had to learn a lesson. A lesson in being humble, because we forget to be humble when we are adorned by the masses. When, uh, you know, we believe that uh, this is how we move forward. And, 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 it's, and it's something that everybody is victim to. Everybody. Like I said, you know, it's really not fair. It's like, a, you know, it's like, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll admit something. When I'm on the Xbox, my favorite game to play is Scrabble. Dead serious. I mean, obviously, I'll play Call of Duty uh, and all the other ones, right? But I love to play Scrabble. You know why? Because I have an app on my phone, which is an unscramble app. So I cheat like nobody's business. And I think I cheat more <laughs> because of, you know, the fact that I'm winning. It's kind of like couponing. Uh, uh, you, you know, the extreme couponing shows. Okay. Back in like 2010, I think, or 2011, I had um, seen like two, three episodes binge watched. Right. And I was like, damn, they like get all this stuff for free. I want to do that. I kid you not. I got so much hot sauce, so many toothpaste, and it was all about beating the system because we get this high off of knowing that we just beat the system. Hence, like, my Scrabble addiction. It's more getting a high that I'm beating the computer or whoever. I, like, okay, when I'm playing with real people, I might not use it unless they're, like, really good and I suck. But it's always about beating the system, right? This, this, um, this um, thing that we get right? So all of us have that. And so I want to feel that sometimes and I get really, really upset and I'll talk in a very, you know, dismissive way. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I'm so sorry. You know, it's because it's like, don't you know that I already know? Like what the heck, you know, which is wrong. I get really upset. I get bitchy. I think as a woman here, um, the hormones, I could totally blame those too. But, um, this was, it had to be this way. 
not only for the president and for you to realize who's really about our nation, the America first, sticking to this constitution, okay? It had to be this way because you wouldn't have been able to see it. For those of you in Ohio that voted for Congressman Gonzalez, how great was his game talking up the president and how he was going to change America and make it amazing, right? You threw money at him like nobody's business. And he's in a pretty posh district, right? And everyone threw money at him. Everybody. He was loved because he's a smart guy that knew how to play football and he took that ball, right? Yet he voted to impeach the president. You wouldn't have known that, right? If it was done differently. So first of all, the first thing that we won from this is that those that were against us, those that were lying, those that were rhinos, because there is no Republican Party, let's be dead straight, right? are gone. They're gone from hiding. Now we see them, right? They were in the shadow and now they're up and you can see their face. Not only that, you can see the mainstream media's true face that wants you to go into re-education camps that will cancel you in a heartbeat, that will walk out on interviews and then say, oh, I was just upset because we weren't on topic. <laughs> so dumb that will refuse to renew your contract, give you a job, feed you, allow you to go anywhere because of what you believe in. See, all those things came out. But what also came out is that really, really good people that are loyal to the nation, that are loyal to the Constitution, that are loyal to the people, also fucked up. Their ego has got the best of them. And that's important too. Because in order for this nation to succeed, hard lessons must be learned. And the only way you learn a lesson is by scraping your knee. I've always said, the only way to succeed and be successful is to fail again and again and again and again and again. The more you fail, the more experience you have and the more you win. What? So you want people to say your vote doesn't count, your vote doesn't matter, and you have to take away from... <laughs> these, are, these are the arguments. You know what it means? Terrorize them. Terrorize anyone who wants to vote. Now, how to respond to Trump so they can... Everything he says, he says because he knows he was losing. How the hell does he lose to a guy that's not even himself, doesn't know what he's running for, blatantly tells the world, I have set up the biggest fraud for election fraud team you can ever see. Freudens right there, you know. And, um, you know, Kamala Harris is sending clones to Florida to campaign for herself because she can't even be bothered to see you because... Stop. So, okay, next. Don't engage his arguments. Debunking his claims means that they're debatable. See? If you turn around and say, well, how am I racist? I'm black. And they're like, you're still racist. <laughs> you're not debatable. <laughs> Period. But you say that, nope, racist. You know how you get those responses where they just look at you and their eyes are like wide open? So, boom. And then they say attacking him for undermining the election can depress turnout because it conveys that he can reject the election result. So, you want to rally our base. So, what you're going to say is that he can reject them. Don't identify, don't tell anyone that he can reject them because he can't. Because we got the media 
COVID SEC task force. All right. So that was a document they were working off of. They were working off of that document. So what we do is we already know the enemy's plans. We've infiltrated them. We have their information. We know their plan and we trust their plan. And we should always trust their plan because they can't function without one. Okay. That's the way it is. They can't. They cannot function without a plan. We see and hear everything. And anyone who's playing the game is toast. (laughs) There will be no mercy. To those that knowingly and willingly and unknowingly and willingly decided to jump in on the game. You know, that's the way it is. So today's show was to show you that everything that we've been discussing has come straight to fruition. And not only that, here is where they're trying to mitigate the concerns that they have that are upcoming. Because, yeah, (laughs) I'm coming. So. The Times published this article, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. So here they are talking about how the nation was braced for chaos, blah, 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 and how jubilation broke out and all of this happened. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. You mean the corporations? Okay. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. I'm sorry. This is admission of RICO. Are you getting that? This is admission of RICO. Where are the really big patriotic lawyers right now? To take what I had provided, to take what Millie had provided, to take the documentation that they planned and they colluded behind the scenes. See the arrogance? They believe by putting it out with a spin in the media is going to fix the facts. Facts are facts. They're not feelings and they're not spins. Do you see how they pull their own pants down? Do you see? Have you ever saw? Well, you've probably heard it, right? You've probably heard it. You know, a lie always bites you in the ass later, sooner or later, because it comes. Every truth will be revealed. Every lie uncovered. Nothing stays covered forever, ever, ever. This is why today's show is to show you how important it is to trust your damn gut. When someone says something, think of how it makes you feel. Does it give you the sense of defeat? Then walk away from it. Does it express to you your greatest fears? Walk away from it. You don't need that. You manifest your own damn reality. You know, Kevin Roos, was on CNN talking. Mm. This is a conspiracy. Let me tell you something. Artificial intelligence is just man trying to mimic man, but to control it. But what if artificial intelligence, so you're trying to replicate human consciousness, Well, what if human consciousness replicated 
ones and zeros. Well, that indeed is a sticky situation right there. Because as you're trying to create AI, maybe AI was creating you. And AI may not be <laughs> what everyone thinks it is. It may not be an A. It just may be intelligence. So as they speak and they say about this uh, big threat, that, that, you know, they even had a guy that works for the Department of Defense, right, that would monitor where the messages would come in. Some completely not from the same source. That told you, hey, we gave it a shot. We're done. Really? That's not what the source said. Mere humans, right? <laughs> Mere humans. All you have to do is pay attention to the details. Because the one thing about humankind is that they're very arrogant and they don't see further to that. So, again, listen to what they said. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. So they even call it a conspiracy. Rico Suave. Surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. Um, not so informal when there's emails and calls. <laughs> the pact was formalized in a terse little notice joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. We, uh, so we've got something published. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protest. Right, setting businesses on fire, killing former chiefs of police that are protecting their businesses for a TV, you know, those, <laughs> they were protests. In which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. They've just admitted to a conspiracy to usurp our government. Are you paying attention now? Are you paying attention now? That's how unstoppable they think they are. The handshake between businesses and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort, shadow effort, shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote but to ensuring it would be free and fair credible and uncorrupted mm, didn't seem like that from the afl cio uh template there that we just saw that we had way before the election for more than a year a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and autocratically inclined president. Wait, wait, so you're saying that you infiltrated facets of the federal government? Is that what you're saying? Jeez. You know, they should call me down as a witness for the impeachment of President Trump. But you know what? They can't. Because just like every single time I would submit something to the White House, the Attorney General, Wayne Stengem, who is now in the Supreme Court with me, by the way, and I will sue the shit out of the state of North Dakota after that's done, did his harm because it was mandated. 
I want you to think of this. I've said this before. If I can travel in time, so can others. (laughs) So you have to ask yourself, why did the Attorney General of North Dakota issue secret subpoenas and enter into your bank accounts and collect all these things with no complaint, no monetary loss or anything, way before he filed anything in court? And why did he refuse to take you to criminal court when you said, dude, you're calling me a criminal. Let's do this. Let's go to criminal court. And he said no. But he filed thousands of pages of bullshit to create a narrative, even demanded that the court remove my right to use the internet. Let me ask you a question. Why would an attorney general ask to remove my right to use the internet? Think. (laughs) Reconcile on that. And all he did was file and file and file and file and file. Why did he come after me like that when no one complained? No, to discredit me because they knew what was coming. They could see that Pandora was out and she was coming and her box was just about to be open. They knew. Again, think, you know, when I would tell people he, he, my bank gave him all my details and my bank didn't advise me as the law says, you know what people told me? Liar. That doesn't happen. Oh, really? Did you guys watch Tucker yesterday? Oh, did you see how the bank of America was just handing over your transactions of cookies and shit? Because if you were in DC or anywhere near DC, now they just handed your name and all your shit over to least. Oh, but Tori, that's bullshit. No. Tori's been fighting the wars that you're seeing now way before. And I didn't, and I didn't have anyone to help me. I did it all by myself. And you know, I'm thankful for the one lawyer that did. And he ran on the ticket. He's a Democrat. He hates President Trump because he just doesn't like his personality. Not so much his policies in full, but his personality. He's a Democrat through and through. And he has been my pillar throughout this. Because you know what he said? It's just not right. This isn't what America's about. And I would like to help you. And I did that shit all alone. I had a whole state up my ass. And let me tell you something. North Dakota now came out with like, oh, we're going to defy anything that Biden does. Yeah, that's a good start. Because remember, North Dakota is a state that just a couple of years ago, through the internet, what they call internet trolls, impeached their mayor of their capital. Oh, it just so happened. You know, that's when I was living in North Dakota, right? Removed the mayor of Bismarck right? Ousted the chaplain of the Bismarck Police Department for kitty diddling. I got the deputy marshal arrested for kitty diddling. And then the marshal resigned right before President Trump took office in the middle of the night with no notification. And then I filed a shit ton of paper trail to show how they were trafficking women from Native American reservations uh, within our nation and across the border right through to Nevada. And the attorney general knew everything. He allowed it to happen. I mean, he's been attorney general for over 20 years. So you know what their legislature said? Oh, we're just going to resist Biden. Don't remove us. Because you know what? Q warrants, they're huge. And if you file them right, they can rock the world. Because the law has weapons that you can shine up and you can use at the right time targeting the right thing. And I'm just one person. I did all of that alone. Actually, I can't take any credit for the Bismarck. It has to go to my cerebral twin mostly, right? But they called them internet trolls, (laughs) right? That the internet removed the 
mayor of the capital of the state, right? It's like taking down New York City's mayor, right? It's the capital, the whole state. They removed him, right? Who? These little North Dakotan farmers. Yep, that's what's up. So the power of the people is massive. And truth be said, they are also smart and they also have access to some technology. This is why they smeared me. Like, who's going to listen to me? I mean, I'm pretty sure that anyone that read the Waypo article was convinced that I got fined $25,000 because I committed some crime. It's a civil case, first of all. Second, that was default. That was like their fees. If anyone actually read the case, they'd see that the attorney general actually lied during the interview. Lied. Lied. Made a false statement with the intent to cause me harm to my person. That's the legal term for it. You know, the whole talking shit. But, you know, he's attorney general, so he's untouchable. He's a king. He's a god. Oh, no, you're not. My god is bigger than yours. See, all these wars you're seeing now, the Bank of America that I was crying, hey, you have no privacy. Your bank just gives your shit away. Do you know how many people said, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, how does it feel now? How do you sue it? How, how do you see it now? How do you sue the Bank of America? When they know that they took over $20 million of foreign money to fund these domestic terror attacks all summer in the name of George Floyd. Hmm? I mean, I had laws, right? I used them. I went to a judge and I was like, he can't do that. That's illegal. He's like, hey, this isn't your radio show. You know, this is a court. And I was like, yeah, but this is America. Yeah, so default. You're going to be found in contempt for what? Not violating my own rights? Fuck you. I didn't say that. I said it nicer. So I can't sue them. It would cost too much money. The things that that state did to me is, is nothing compared to what they've been doing to you for decades. But I think mine was just more of a summary, cliff notes, you know, the short version. The whole violating your rights, the whole trying to maim you, to um, unperson you. Because you know all these nice big lawyers that were probably getting things typed in my name and said, whoa, we can't take this seriously. Let's put it to the side. That's why I had to wait until someone else that had more credibility because mine was destroyed because of a pedophile, right? Mine was destroyed. Um, I had to wait till someone would take it and actually read it, but no one did their job. Do you know why? Money, power, fame. My rights as an individual were not just violated, they were maimed. And in the future, that will be more known when I'm gone, right? But what you have to understand is you have no rights. Here they are about themselves coordinating a conspiracy to usurp the government of the United States, and they've published it, reveling in it. They even say their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They're admitting to it. This is an admission. And yet everyone's talking about, look at the evidence of fraud. Nobody gives a shit. I have tons of it too. I can show you how they changed the votes. I know the damn software. I know how many people did it. I even had tasked someone to look at some stuff in Wisconsin for me to pull out obituaries of the dead people writing in and requesting ballots from beyond the grave. You don't seem to get it. 
I see it even on my feed. Did you guys see this video? It's so awesome. I'm not going to play the video because then they're going to ban me. You can go watch it. And I urge you to watch it so we can make you more upset. But the thing is, we're not going to win with that. That's not how we win. Don't you get it? We don't win like that. We don't win by showing them what they did. They're telling you they did it. They're telling you that they secured the funding. They told you that they colluded with big corporate businesses, which means they are the ones that were meddling with our elections through social media, through mainstream media. They're telling you this. And you're sitting there telling me, look how many illegal votes. Look how many ballots they fed. Nobody gives a shit. I'm so upset because it's all about to kick off. And I hope that this angry Tory can get you to wake up to the reality here. You could sit there and talk about how many ballots they were feeding from suitcases, how they stole the election. Because I told you that they were going to do it anyway, months before they did it. The president even told you it. What you need to understand going forward is to be careful where you get your news from or where you focus your energy. Your energy should be focused on this. Take that article, archive that article, write a letter to your attorney general and say they've just admitted to a conspiracy. They are, are, are reveling in the fact that they secured funding to manipulate and what? Meddle with our elections. Isn't it illegal? to meddle with elections. They claim that Russia spent $150,000, which isn't even a drop in a damn bucket, to manipulate our elections on Facebook. But here they are talking about millions and using big corporations to manipulate our elections, and it's okay? I see. You see, your focus is being driven by people that are sitting there telling you about Sara, Sara, and all these pipe dreams that aren't all necessarily pipe dreams but they're not necessary now. What's necessary right now is to stick to the facts. And those that are not giving you the facts, those of you that are sitting there waiting to say, all right, well, what do we do? Well, we take control. This is one thing you can do. Attach that article. Highlight those potions that they said that they helped secure millions. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits. What's a voter suppression lawsuit? You mean that we don't want to use the postal system? That's what you need to focus on. Stop focusing on this other BS. Focus on what you're doing. You are the plan. You need to make Scotusgate pop faster than it wants to. It's already started today, but what you need to do is make it go boom. You want control over your nation faster? Then you got to get moving. Don't wait for someone to come and save you. You're the damn hero in this, not anybody else. So on that note, I am going to play... Uh, a song that I really like and go get some coffee. Stripping in the world could be dangerous Everybody's circling in this culture Negative, nepotist Everybody's waiting for the fallen man Everybody's praying for the end of times Everybody hoping they could be the one I was born to run, I was born for this Whip, whip, pull me like a race horse Pull me like a whip cord Break me down, bring me up I wanna be the slip, slip Word upon your lip, lip Letter that you rip, rip Break me down, bring me up Whatever it takes Cause I love how it feels when I break the chain 
And that's what you should be doing is doing everything it takes because you're in charge. So I really like that version of the song, don't you? So what is it that defines a hero is how we opened. You're your damn hero. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody is going to come and save you. You're going to save you. So you know what I want to do? I actually want to show you guys what I've been working on uh, with Ohio. And uh, that way it can um, help a little bit with um, those that are kind of wondering um, what is to come. Here we go. That one should be sharing it now. There we go. So um, how do I, let me just view this. Let me zoom it to one page width. There we go. So here's the um, draft and I update it live so everybody can see it uh, in the box of how we're going to be filing this. I've done a lot of homework and I know a lot of people are concerned because the law actually uh, dictates um, how and what, how you can file a quo warranto. So in the state of Ohio, the quo warranto, um, the Q warrant, let's call it for short, um, must be brought on by someone from the state. So it's usually the attorney general on behalf of the public. So as you can see, I, I don't know if it's going to be motion or if it's going to be petition to the court. Um, I'm going to change the verbiage. I have to do, I have to look at that homework right now is just getting in the flow. There's two things that we're going to address with the filing aside from providing all the evidence, including this times article showing that there was a conspiracy as well that was funding this. Well, you know, whatever we're going to stick to the facts though. Right. Um, I say that, you know, me, for example, pro se in this action hereby moves the court to order the appointment of a special counsel in order to commence an action of quo warranto immediately to determine whether whoever, you know, your, the seat you're claiming in the district um, was usurped on the date they took their last oath of office without burden to the petitioner. So basically what I'm saying is I'm asking the court uh, to appoint a special counsel in order to begin the initiations of a quo warranto uh, to um, to determine like a, an investigation, you know, as to with what authority did you get in, right? Um, without burden to us. So, because the judge could say, well, you know, since you say the attorney general and I have to agree with you can't be part of this, then you've got to get your own private attorney. So I have to address that too. Because first of all, there isn't one attorney yet that I found in Ohio that's a super patriot that would say, shoot, I'm in, all in. I don't care what anybody says about me. I'm all in. I'm going to represent every single one of you. Not one has come forward. That should tell you a lot. So I put down that this court, the Supreme Court, has original jurisdiction cure warranto, and I cite the law that states that, and it states that initial decisions regarding if and how a warranto is to be filed can be determined upon complaint or otherwise. So I say, you have jurisdiction, the law says so, and, um, you know, it's not foreclosed, like you can't say, oh, I don't have authority, you need to go to your district, right? Um, it's not foreclosed by the language in the statute. So that's basically what it says in legalese. Guys, I had to say, I'm not a lawyer. I had to study a lot to do this. And uh, since we are going pro se and we haven't found an attorney that would be like, yo, I'll just do it, you know, then boom. So um, 
So number one part, so the first part is that motion to appoint the special counsel and uh, that they seem that they deem qualified to file an action in Warranto without burden to us. So that's the first thing that we're asking the court to do. So this is number one. So I make a statement. Attorney General David Yost is deeply mired in conflict in this matter that his office cannot handle the quo warranto. Therefore, the court must appoint a special counsel. So now I'm in effect telling the court, I am making the statement that A.G. Yost of Ohio cannot represent the people in this. And I say the Attorney General Yost is also accused of usurping the government and taking office that he is not entitled to by another party for the same reasons as, you know, whoever you're claiming the seat of. Therefore, we move the court to appoint a special counsel or a person the court qualifies or that of a member of the private bar to proceed on the writ, which could, which should not be a financial burden on the petitioner in order to able to redress grievances as afforded to them by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So I'm pretty much saying because of the writ and what I've put in here for Joe Schmo's seat that I'm requesting, it's the same thing that applies for A.G. Yost because he was also elected under false and fraudulent uh, methods. So uh, I said, notably, another party that laid claims of usurpation sent a letter to the U.S., uh, former U.S. Attorney Justin Herdman on December 14, 2020, Exhibit 1, which is the letter I sent to the U.S. Attorney of the Northeastern District of Ohio and told him, you need to open up a criminal investigation because they stole our elections and no one is allowing us to have transparency or public access, which you'll see I make reference to in this first portion. So um, I so section number one, because it's multi-section, this appointment of something is, Quo Warranto relies on the integrity of the government to protect the public from anyone usurping an office, but the executive branch of the state of Ohio currently is being accused of the same in this writ. Therefore, the court must appoint a special counsel. So I spell it out. This is why I'm saying Yost is not eligible because I'm supposed to rely on their integrity and because they're being accused of the same thing, he can't. So I, again, use their verbiage and say, Quo Warranto relies on the integrity of the government to protect the public from anyone usurping an office, but the executive branch of the state of Ohio currently is being accused of the same for the same reasons and with the same evidence the petitioner in this case is presenting. The difficulty with Quo Warranto in this case is that it is an action that relies on the integrity of the executive branch of the government to ensure the writ is filed. The integrity is entirely absent here as the attorney general is being accused of the same and asking him to proceed in Quo Warranto being guilty of the same is considered self-incrimination. So it's not like Attorney General Yost is going to sit there and fight for you and me when if he fights for you and me and actually gets a victory, then he's effectively removed from his position too. If this court fails to act to direct a filing of quo warranto here with the appointment of a special counsel, it's tantamount to repealing the Ohio Constitution, Article 1, Section 2, and Article 1, uh, Section 20. And those sections of law specifically, I'll tell you what they are, so that way you understand what I'm telling the judge. I'm like, listen, if you don't appoint someone, then here's the problem that we have. The Ohio uh, Article 1, uh, uh, the Ohio Constitution Article 1 is the Bill of Rights. Uh, section 2 is the right to alter, reform, or abolish government and repeal special privileges. So if the court fails 
to actually uh, to direct the filing of a quo warranto here with an appointment of a special counsel, then in essence, they're amending right um, the Constitution. They're, they're pretty much getting rid of and repealing parts of the Bill of Rights, which is the right to alter, reform, or abolish government and repeal special privileges. That's one. That's section two. And section 20 is powers reserved to the people. So if the judge jez on the supreme court do not appoint a special counsel they're pretty much telling us that we have no right to change the laws and that we as people have no powers and it clearly says this enumeration of rights shall not be construed to impair or deny others retained by the people and all powers not herein delegated remain with the people. So I'm telling him, you're just busting out and destroying the Constitution in this section, in this section, if you don't appoint one. That's basically the idea here, just so you understand the verbiage, um, because legalese need, it needs its own, um, you know, translator. So section B of this is the proper form of access to action to address the unconstitutionality of Joe Schmo unlawfully holding public office as district, Senate, or House, whatever, or Secretary of State, or Governor, or AG. According to the Ohio Constitution, this one, which talks about usurpation, specifically Ohio Constitution, blah, 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 which is having holding office illegally, is proceeding in quo warranto with a special accountant appointed by the court without financial burden to the citizen. So assuming that the judge agrees with part A, which is that he needs to appoint a special counsel, then I say, then we need to move forward with the quo warranto, but not burden right here, not burden the people with the costs. So I, I write, if consent of the governed is the most fundamental concept of a constitutional republic, its most essential right is that of citizens to choose their leaders in free, fair, and regular elections. Other rights are necessary, oh, necessary to form, see, this is me updating live, form a democratic republic. Elections by themselves are inefficient, yet the right to freely elect one's representatives and to influence the political direction of one's government is Democratic Republic's indispensable political foundation. Without free elections, there is neither the possibility for, a citizen, for citizens to express their will, nor the opportunity for citizens to change their leaders, approve policies for the country, address wrongs, or protest the limitation of their rights afforded to them by the Constitution. Elections abolish the citizenry's and individuals' rights to free speech as depicted by the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America. And that reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And I continue. Many citizens of Ohio have petitioned their representatives. The Secretary of State and others under this section pertaining to access, there's actually a law, um, there's part of the Ohio um, laws here that say that, um, let, me, let, me, let me tell you what it says because I'm sure every single state has this too. Let me pull it up for you guys. Um, 
Okay, prohibiting inspection of election records is what that pertains to. So uh, part A is the director of elections, deputy director of elections, or an employee of the board of elections designated by the director or deputy director shall be available during normal office hours to provide any person with access to the public records filed in the office of board of elections. B, no director of elections, deputy director of elections, or employee of board of elections designated by the director or deputy director shall knowingly prevent or prohibit any person from inspecting under reasonable regulations established and posted by the board of elections, the public records filed in office of the board of elections records relating to the declination of a person to register to vote and the identity of a voter registration agency through which any particular person registered to vote are not public records for the purposes of this section. So there's even laws that say that you're allowed to see what's going on, right? So I say that the director of elections, deputy director, blah, 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 blah. I claim what it is. And then I put down, uh, you know, that um, exhibit where it's a letter that I sent to the secretary of state, right? And this is in November asking for all the documentation of the electronic machines that were filed to see how they complied uh, with all of uh, the checks and balances that they were supposed to do. So that's exhibit two. No one got back to me. No one called me or anything. I actually sent a press query to the secretary of state and they didn't answer that either. Okay, so I, I continue. Due to the health concern of COVID-19, the Director of Elections, Secretary of State, and others have disallowed transparency and communications and have not responded to any requests which in turn have remedies at the burden of the citizen to file under this that states whoever violates a division. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is since they didn't answer and they didn't provide information, I have the right under that law, which is 3599161C, to file a case against them and sue them and get them to be held accountable as a minor misdemeanor. But that's going to cost me. I have to pay for it. I have to get a lawyer and do that. So I said the burden to redress grievances in this matter is also demonstrated of the necessity that the court appoint a special counsel with no financial burden on the citizen to redress grievances as the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution does not infer that the government profit and or demand payment for this right to be enjoyed. In other words, the Constitution affords me the right to complain to my government and to have them hear my grievances. But in this case, you are asking me to pay to be able to enjoy my inalienable right. Therefore, that's not fair. So you need to give me a free uh, special counsel. That's why I said, thus, the right to redress grievances should be without financial burden, especially because Ohio Constitution Article 1, Section 1 claims the right to ensuring that their freedoms is, that this freedom is an inalienable right. Therefore, I move the court to appoint a special counsel without financial burden. So this is where I'm like telling the judge, look, dude, it's an inalienable right under Ohio Constitution and the federal Constitution. Therefore, I shouldn't have to have a financial burden to be able to address the grievances that I have. And so I go to the special counsel or other qualified. In this section, I just say that the person that you put will step in for the government um, and protect the state 
uh, in the public interest. So that's basically it. And then the beginning of writ quo warranto. So a lot of people and trolls and other people that um, see this at first instance are like, yo, you can't do this. Well, we just knocked out the attorney general part. But here's the part where you could do it. There was actually a case in Ohio, right? A case in Ohio that found that the right to bring an action in quo warranto remains as common law, blah, blah, blah. But here it is. In the case of State X, Kane uh, versus K, it was determined that an individual claimant bring an action in quo warranto to determine by what authority the respondent claims right and title of a public office and not that of a voluntary organization. In other words, an individual can actually file a quo warranto as long as you can prove that the office you are battling for is a public office. So obviously over here, I'm going to have to put in the verbiage that proves that the district, Senate, Attorney General, Secretary of State is public office, which is common knowledge, but you still have to put it down there. So um, this is going to be quite interesting because Ohio is going to rock America. And I wanted to show you guys how this is done. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just, uh, you know, reading and trying to um, figure out how to do it. I'm trying to cite as many cases. And keep in mind, when you're pro se and you don't have um, uh, help from a lawyer, uh, there's a lot more lenience uh, from the judge if you make mistakes. And so this is going to be quite interesting to see how he responds. A judge can't just say, no, this is frivolous. The judge has to look and he's going to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of evidence. Everything that was filed in the Supreme Court where Sidney Powell and her team have no standing, guess what, guys? You have fucking standing. You're claiming that seat. That's your seat. Do you see why we have to start with the state? <laughs> That's it. Because all the, all the courts around the nation that dismissed these cases did it for standing, right? You don't have the standing to do it. That's what they were saying. So now you have standing. It even states it in the Ohio Constitution that you have standing. So this is where you put and you put, see, we just pulled one of the nicest weapons out of the legal cache right now, right? Your cache of weapons of law have just been polished. And you're using their words, their cases that they've used to skirt around other people against them. So um, I'm kind of glad that a lawyer never came up, you know, stood up, you know, because then, you know, it's not, it's not that much fun. Doesn't it feel good when you win on yourself? Right? Um, doesn't it feel good to know that you did it? I mean, it's just me and like what, 500 Ohioans getting together and chit-chatting and putting things around. That's, that's so badass. Come on, man. We don't need someone with a title and a TR. Yeah. It would be great to have a lawyer because I don't know the verbiage to use, but also I'm going to address that too in the, um, in the complaint where there's no forms, uh, for individuals to bring pro se because the Ohio um, the Ohio Supreme Court actually, ironically, had put together a document um, mandating that um, it's called the publications, the report that they did 
um, recommendations related to improving access for self-represented pro se litigants. And there's a whole section on it, and I have that report. So it kind of shows that they dropped the ball, that they don't want people to have full pro se actions, you know, and it's always at the burden of uh, the citizen. So um, for those of you that are in Telegram, uh, this is in the Ohio group. I am posting the link to the Ohio 1776 folder. A lot of people say, well, um, uh, you know, they're going to see what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, I'm totally inviting every elected state senator and every elected house representative of Ohio to sit on the damn Zoom call with us. I want them to watch their ship sink. I want them to see it coming and they can't stop it. That is like the best thing anything you can do to someone to scare the shit out of them more than anything. And not just them, everyone else who's watching. Because how badass is it that all of you that are going to be on that Zoom call are claiming all the seats of those people that are listening to you and they can't stop what's coming? Can you see that? Because I could picture your district, you know, representative sitting there listening and saying, I can't fix this. This is massive. These are all these people are coming for us. And if I fight them, I look like a piece of shit. You already do, though, because you should have stepped down saying that they were fraudulent, but you didn't. And that is exactly how they sit there. This is what we're going to do. You get it? They sit there and they listen to you and they know that nothing can stop what's coming. You see, they forget that they serve us. They forget that they serve us. And here's the thing. If we fail and we don't remove them, we still win because the Supreme Court has to answer that. And if the Supreme Court, which doesn't take things lightly, turns around and says, oh, I understand, citizen, that you have concerns, but I'm just not going to look at them, guess what that means? You just opened up the door that we can take it up to federal SCOTUS because you've just violated our right to be heard. You see how that works? There's a law for that. So you need to know, like the art of war, you know, Alexander the Great was amazing in his strategy because he would use phalanx, right, to attack. And, you know, every great general wants to know his strategy. I mean, if they were well-versed on ancient Greek, they would have read it too. <laughs> but having been a nerd as a child and going into those libraries with gloves because, you know, I was a nerd. The one thing I learned that the best strategy you can do is create like a box, right? I want you to picture a box and only the front part is accessible where you could go in or out. And what you would do is you would move with your troops in this box. And then once you get them in the box, you close it. So right now, oh, great people of Ohio and every other state that's going to get this done because there are a lot of states that have been victimized. Well, it's your fault because you weren't paying attention when they did this, but they removed the right for you to have this remedy. But think of it this way. We're coming at the state of Ohio right now. 
as a phalanx. And we're putting them in our own box. Here's the box we want you to. We want you to answer all these questions. We want to know what rights we have as citizens when we want to change things. You need to decide if we're allowed to complain and bring forward a claim of such. And then we box them in. And either or, they're going to have to answer the question. They can't decide not to answer the question. They can't say, oh, this is frivolous. I dismiss it. Tell me why it's frivolous. Why is it frivolous that I'm bringing to you all this evidence from all these other cases and all the stuff that I have here in the letters and my own self that is claiming that seat? You see, this is how you win. And the best winning is done when the odds are stacked against you, when you bust through that wall. And like that song says, don't you like the adrenaline you get when you break the chains? That's what happens. So, you know, I know a lot of states have been duped out of it, right? They've been duped out, duped out for having remedies. And that's because you weren't paying attention while they were destroying your state's constitution. Remember, your state was given a lot of power with what Jefferson did. And this is why history is very important and that we know our history and that we understand our history. Now, not everything in Ohio is crappy. And even though Jim Jordan had this document from the AFL-CIO, and was advised on it and didn't move on it. And it's probably because he probably did what every other high-flying, pretentious, forgets-to-be-humble type of person did, which was dismiss the source of it, which was at that point, I think, Millie Weaver. So he could have used this, but that's fine because now it works better for us. See, at that time, it would have been a great tool to use. But think of having all of that and their admission in time of the conspiracy of admitting that they colluded with big tech and large corporations to meddle and sway and deploy one of the biggest psyops on America so that they can take the reins of the election. And they claimed that it was bipartisan. You see, see, I was getting ahead of myself and I was very upset because I already knew how it's supposed to play out. But I was like, let me just throw some accelerant on this. I want this to move faster. I'm impatient. But see, patience is a big problem. But see, thank goodness. See, what they did to silence me or silence Millie and not have people take seriously what she was providing is a good thing, you know? Because then we wouldn't have them admitting to it. Now, in time... We have them admitting to the crimes and the conspiracy. You see how that works? I mean, there was a plan and you're a part of it. And obviously, we're just not paying attention. You guys are still waiting for the Gandalf dude to turn up. He's not. Stronger than they are. Well, joining me now to discuss all of this, Republican Congressman of Ohio, Jim Jordan. Congressman Jordan, it's great to have you on the program. So good to be with you. What do you think of my assessment, sir? Well, look, you know, I was one of the 61. Uh, I thought that it made sense to make a change, but we had the vote. I've been calling for the vote for several weeks, um, but didn't go the way I wanted. But I think it's now time to we got to we got to come together. and We got to focus on the radical things the Democrat Party wants to do to the country, the radical things the Biden administration has done already with executive orders, driving up the cost of energy, destroying jobs, all kinds of things that are going to they're going to look to raise taxes and a whole bunch of things that are going to hurt families and hurt our economy. 
So I think we got to focus on that. And frankly, right now, what I'm really focused on, Grant, is there's an impeachment trial happening in the United States Senate that uh, we need to do everything we can to make sure President Trump gets acquitted, which I think is going to happen because the Constitution's on his side. The lack of due process argument is on the president's side and the facts are on his side. So I'm really focused on those things and doing all we can so that we take back the majority and we can stop the Democrats from their radical agenda uh, in just two years. You, you know, and, and I don't mind telling you this, and I, I'm glad you voted as one of the 61. You are one of the good guys there, and we all appreciate that. All these viewers know you. what you're doing for them. So I, I ask you this, Congressman. So many people are frustrated about what can they do now? You know, the election's over. What do you tell people that want to help you and the few others like you in Congress that want to stand up for the voters, the Trump supporters? What are you telling them? How do they help? I think they need to speak out against the number one thing, the number one concern I have in the country right now is the cancel culture and the attack on the First Amendment. That, that to me is the biggest concern, the biggest threat to freedom we face. So I would encourage every single American to speak out against what big tech is doing to conservatives, what the cancel culture is doing to conservatives. I said this on the House floor three weeks ago, Grant. During the impeachment debate, I said, you guys, you, I spoke to the Democrats. I said, you guys think the cancel culture and this idea that we're going to attack people and cancel people is only going to hit Republicans. I said, it will come for all of us. No one is safe. Everyone should be in fear of what, what's happening. And that's why we should oppose it. And it took all. Hold on. Let me stop right there. I mean, three years now, we've been talking about their plan. If you go back to even 2017, where I was talking about things, posting about things, you'll see that everything posted then totally makes sense right now, not then. It kind of made sense because you wanted it to make sense back then. But now it's making more sense. So why would you be in fear? What did I tell you about the impeachment? Right? Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. We want them to go through with it. And we fear nothing. Because the only way they have power is if we fear them. We eat them for lunch. Marjorie stood up for herself. She spoke and they all buried her. Even the people that you thought were all about America first. Yet they ate her for lunch. Right? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Yet Congress themselves voted to violate her first amendment. She's not alone. She's got us. And she needs to stand there and just wait and be patient. Just like all of us have been for decades. God, it is so hard when you know how this works and you, it's kind of like knowing, have you ever watched a movie with a friend or a loved one and you kind of watch like 10 minutes of it and it was just the fighting part and you're just like, oh, come on, I've already seen this part. Let's just fast forward to the good part. That's me every day, all day, <laughs> all day, every day. That's me. I just want to fast forward. Right? I want to fast forward and I can't. You know, because I already know how it works. And, and I can't say too much because then I influence the outcome. So I can only tell you to look at the outcome yourself and give you the tools to see it.
But anyone telling you that you should be scared is telling you to submit. All of 13 days for that statement to be proven true. Because what happened last week? What happened last week in San Francisco with the San Francisco School Board? They said the Diane Feinstein Elementary School will no longer be named after Senator Feinstein. So here you have a liberal icon served in the Senate for decades from the state of California. Even she's not woke enough for the cancel culture mob. And she gets canceled for something, Grant, she said 37 years ago. This is craziness. So the, the same thing today with Marjorie Taylor Greene. What they're trying to do to her is dead wrong. And we should all oppose it because who's going to be, is it going to be you, Grant? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be some of the people viewing your show? Who's going to be targeted next? We cannot live this way. This is not healthy and is not consistent with what this country is supposed to offer its citizens. Well, you had sent me a, a clip of Matt Gates, your friend, and Jerry Nadler in the House Judiciary Committee, and you want to talk about it. So talk about canceling stuff. How about canceling the Pledge of Allegiance? Um, let me roll this clip and then get you to respond, Congressman. Sure. Here we go. It would be my hope that we could start every committee with a great, unifying, patriotic moment. I yield back. The gentleman yields back. Uh, I recognize myself to speak in opposition to the amendment. Um, it's unnecessary. The Pledge of Allegiance, Congressman Jordan, unnecessary. That from Democrat Jerry Nadler. First, you had athletes, Grant, who won't stand for the national anthem. Some of those athletes had USA written across the back of their warm-up jacket, representing the United States of America in competition, Team USA, and they won't stand for the national anthem. Then the first day on the job, you have the Biden administration signing a give order to get rid of the 1776 commission, a commission designed to promote the values and principles that make our country special. And now today you have Democrats in the Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee, the committee that's supposed to protect people's liberty, supposed to be about justice for all, won't support the Pledge of Allegiance, won't stand for the flag. And to me, that it makes no sense. And so I appreciate Matt offering it. We had a, we had a great debate. Burgess Owens was tremendous. We have a, a Victoria Sparks, a freshman, who, who came from Ukraine, who understands what it's like to live in places where they don't respect freedom and don't have a flag that people respect like, like we do in this country. Um, it was a great debate, but unfortunately we lost it and the Democrats voted down Matt's good amendment. Of course they did. Congressman, let me tell you something. My 11 year old son could have argued alongside you guys about why you, you need the allegiance before yeah. the start of a committee hearing. What do you see? The destruction of a nation that once was. That is exactly what you see. This is all you're seeing. Who's calling me? Scam likely. That's who's calling me. That line never goes off. So as you sit and you watch the news, right, I want you to remember that nothing can stop what's coming. And we're going to show them that nothing can stop what's coming tomorrow. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people peeping in on that call. So for those of you in Ohio that are brave enough to shake the chairs and the benches that these people sit on, that's what's up. This is where you show them that the power is from the people. And we don't have to show them by burning buildings. We don't have to show them by closing down highways and roads with signs. We show them by using the weapons that are there to protect us, right? Not the guns, the laws that are there to protect us. 
that they have been skirting and weaponizing against us. And this is how it goes. Buckeye. What does Buckeye mean? I don't know. We'll see. But remember, if you win Ohio, you win the elections. That's the saying, isn't it? So I'm really excited about it. For those of you that are on Twitch and is subscribed um, through the Prime thing too, you know, I don't want to charge people to, to, to watch things. I, I put them on as many platforms as I can. I've been demonetized off of DLive. I'm obviously way too dangerous to supposedly have DLive monetization. I don't know why. I'm providing full knowledge. I do not promote hate. I do not promote, you know, war. And I do not give out fear porn, but yet I've been demonetized. Um, on uh, Twitch, if you subscribe to me, then you get no ads when you watch stuff and you get access to previous shows. Um, if you don't, you can watch it live. You can go to torysays.com and watch the Tory Says Show live as long as I'm on Facebook. I don't think I'm on Facebook today, am I? I don't know. Um, I have those two YouTube channels as long as they are there. And um, you can find everything you need on torysays.com. I try to make a lot of content as much as I can available for free. I know when it's live, it's free when you're on Twitch. But um, if it's done, it's not. Um, I also wanted to say that um, for those on Twitch, we're going to be reading a Dutch DJ today. So let's see what he's about. I haven't heard him. So as you're surprised, I'm surprised. And um, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to um, raid him. And then on Sunday, we're going to have movie night. So I want you again to remember that it's in your blood, as this song says, to be a rebel. That's how our nation was founded. It was founded on rebellious and out-of-the-box notions that all men were created equal. And so be it. On that note, guys, have a wonderful weekend. For those of you in Ohio, can't wait to have our chat tomorrow. God bless. It's like the walls are caving in. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. It isn't in my blood. Laying on the bathroom floor, feeling nothing. I'm overwhelmed and insecure. Give me something I could take to ease my mind slowly. Just have a drink and you'll feel better Just take a home and you'll feel better Keep telling me it's getting better Does it ever Help me It's like the walls are caving in Sometimes I feel like giving up No medicine is strong enough Someone help me